0: I'm hoping you'll become more aware of those moments when a deeper part of you is prompting you to see things differently, and maybe even go a new direction. So let's get started. In this episode, I continue reading from my book, Your Soul is Talking. Are you listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. Just to remind you, Chapters 1-15 through explored all the different ways your unconscious tries to get your attention. Chapter 16 taught you the associations method to explore your images, and chapter 17 was all about a technique called active imagination. In chapter 18, we're going to learn how to tend dreams using active imagination. We'll start with recurring dreams, then I'll walk you through how to invite an imaginary counsel to help with a question or a problem in your life, And finally, I'll share my spin on past life regression, which doesn't require you believing in past lives. So let's get started. Chapter 18, Tending Dreams. This chapter expands on the use of active imagination. You will learn how to apply the methods of dream tending and dream counsels to find meaning in your dreams and answers to the big life questions for which you seek answers. These methods were developed by Dr. Stephen Eisenstadt, founder of Pacifica Graduate Institute and author of the book Dreamtending: Awakening to the Healing Power of Dreams. I'm spending more time on dreams because they are such a rich source of insights. Working with dreams also takes time and practice, so I want to offer more examples to help you accelerate your learning curve. You may want to go back and revisit the guidelines in chapter eight. Try this Recurring Dreams. When you are ready to work with your recurring dream, one night, ask your unconscious to bring it to you. It might not come the first night. Ask again. In chapter 16, you learned how to associate dream images to something in the past to help you become aware that something now is not quite right. In this chapter, you will be learning to relate to your image as if it is right in front of you, calling on your unconscious to be more direct in finding meaning in the present. You might feel silly doing this, but you'll come to appreciate that the images have a life and agenda all their own. Journal as much detail as possible about a dream. Now, center yourself with a big inhale and exhale. Close your eyes and pick up in your dream where you left off when you awoke. It doesn't have to be a recurring dream, but these dreams keep coming because your unconscious wants you to become conscious of something that remains stubbornly hidden in your unconscious. Imagine yourself in that place and see where your imagination takes you. Approach your image in a friendly manner. It took me quite some time to be able to receive images. The first few times nothing came. Be gentle with yourself. Your ego is learning to partner with your unconscious and and it will eventually become curious because it loves to analyze things. Don't give up if your imagination refuses to play. Your unconscious wants to be taken seriously, and she or he may sense you're not ready yet. Journal about everything that happens, and then use the associations approach from Chapter 16 to work with the new images to find new insights and meaning. Sharing My Insights My recurring dream returned the first night of a dream-tending workshop. When I awoke, I realized that the dream of being chased by mercenaries through my childhood home did in fact return, but it had been different. This time, as I ran into my sister's red-carpeted bedroom, I noticed that my son was in her bed. This was new. In my dream, I hesitated in my quest to jump out the screened bedroom window yelling to my son, Come on, we have to get out of here! I pleaded with him to crawl out the window with me, but he calmly looked at me and said, go ahead, mom, it will be okay. That was it. The next morning, we paired up with a partner. You don't actually need a partner to do this. As you read on, simply imagine you are playing the role of partner. She guided me to the image that I was back in the dream. I picked up where the dream had ended. Where are you? She asked. I was intrigued with my decision to enter my childhood home through the attached garage. I quietly opened the door from inside the garage to the inside of the house. What do you see, my partner asked. As I quietly peered through the crack in the door, I saw a man. What does he look like, she asked. I responded that he was sitting and that he was wearing a top hat. What does that mean to you, my partner asked. Well, it reminds me of Frank Sinatra for some reason, and that reminds me of my husband. What do you do next, my partner continued. My imagination guided me further. I'm walking towards the figure. My fear waned as I drew closer. I could see the man was more of a shadowy figure, not all there. I sat down in the chair on top of the shadowy figure. What's happening now, my partner asked. I was surprised that I didn't feel anything. The meaning I initially gave to my experience was that I would be safe facing something difficult which was reassuring. I forgot about the dream, but two years later, after it was clear my marriage would be ending, I realized the dream had been prompting me to become conscious that I no longer loved my husband in a romantic way. Even though I didn't realize it, something had reached me at a semi-conscious level. If it had not, I might not have realized it at all, and I might not have felt empowered to share how I felt with my husband, which puts something painful in motion. Today, I wonder if the dream had also been an indication that the feeling was mutual. My husband had not fought as hard for our marriage as I thought he might. That's why this work is so important. Having a strong ego can mean lots of automatic defense mechanisms and attempts to control how you present yourself to the world. I was able to stay ignorant for a long time, which only postponed the ultimate reckoning that had to happen for me to continue growing as a human being. Try this, dream council. Another active imagination exercise Dr. Eisenstadt recommends is what he calls a dream council. You might be tempted to skip this one, but I encourage you to embrace the awkwardness and try it. Have you ever heard that there really is no new knowledge? That what feels like new knowledge emerges when needed, as seeds planted in the imagination of the human being that will be the vessel in which it forms and then enters physical existence? Many inventors and artists credit their dreams and imagination as the source of insights that led to their creations. In essence, you will be calling on the wisdom of people you respect, whether they are still alive or not. When is the right time to do a dream council? Well, when you have a question or maybe need advice. My first experience followed a long phase of exploring my mother complex within the context of my ancestors. I'll share more as I walk you through the steps. What's your question? Is there something important you need to decide whether to leave a high paying job or whether to end a relationship, how to provide support to someone who has an addiction, maybe something a little less serious, like whether you should get on a dating app or accept a job offer? Who's on the invitation list? As you wonder about your question or topic, who or what comes to mind? It could be someone you know and is alive or someone you know who passed away before you were born. It could be someone very successful or significant who you respect, like Oprah Winfrey or Barack Obama, or a religious figure like Jesus or Mother Teresa. You could invite a spirit animal, your family pet, an actor, an Olympian athlete, or a symbol that has great meaning like a Christian cross or Black Panther. Finally, you could invite an inanimate object, something that has personal or ancestral meaning. You might gather small objects to symbolize each invitee. Decide on a Location Is there a place that has special meaning for you? Your location could be a religious setting like a church or temple, or your dream council could take place in a fancy boardroom, real or imaginary. Maybe you prefer a more intimate family setting, like your grandparents' home, or a place in nature. Whatever the location, you may go to the actual physical space or simply visit it in your imagination. Today is the day. In your imagination or at the physical space, settle into a comfortable position. Close your eyes and breathe. I'm ready, you might imagine saying. Be gracious. Thank everyone for coming. Suggest they take a seat and be comfortable and tell them why you've called them to the council. Then listen, be patient, and thank them again for coming when the council ends. Do not have any expectations about how this will go and be prepared for your ego to get in the way as you feel tempted to dismiss the experience or come up with an interpretation too quickly. Know that you are tapping into a real source of wisdom and trust that whatever happens has meaning. Journal about the experience. Write down what was said, how you felt, the scenery, the temperature, colors, sounds. You can use the associations method to explore the experience. This is a more advanced way of working with your unconscious, so be gentle and patient with yourself. What meaning did you find in your dream council experience? Sharing my insights. When I did my dream council, I had gone through a period of unleashed sexual desire after not having had sex for two and a half years. I invited the first younger man with whom I had sex with after my divorce, and another man who was the victim of my projection of irrational sexual energy. I invited my son who had shown up in several dreams as a guide, and I invited a hummingbird and someone from my ancestry. I didn't have a specific question. I was feeling lost about my purpose, and I was wondering about how far back a family wound could go. I had recently reflected that there had been no good models of healthy relationship between men and women going back three generations in my mother's family, and at least one generation in my father's and stepfather's family. I imagined the location was the urban beach in my hometown. I had always been drawn to water, whether on a coast or lakefront, but more so over the past two years. My two men showed up in khaki pants and white shirts, which made me laugh. A younger version of my son showed up, along with my hummingbird. I awaited some representatives from my ancestry, and finally, a dark-skinned couple in their 30s arrived. They were dressed as if they were from ancient Greece. She was beautiful and wearing a flowing dress, a shade of blue that I noticed when I had traveled to Greece, and he was handsome. I didn't know their names, and during my first dream council, the couple from my ancestry didn't say why they came. During the second council, when I asked them why they came, they said, Something has been taken from our family. The love between a man and a woman. My mind did not know what to do with the information, but my body felt honored to have received this information. Try this. Past life regression. Ready to challenge your ego even more? A 15-minute past life regression exercise unleashed insights that my intellect could never have found, including how feeling suffocated by my mother's need for validation through my behavior showed up in my adult life. Imagining an experience before my birth connected me with those who came before me and hinted at my purpose. You don't have to believe in past lives, and I don't have an opinion on the matter. It's just an active imagination exercise. Walk yourself through these steps and see where your imagination takes you. Think and feel about your life now. Close your eyes and take deep breaths. Allow images to come up that are associated with your life right now. They might have to do with family and career or the death of a loved one or another crisis. What about five years ago? What were you doing then? What experiences float up to consciousness? Now ask your imagination to take you back five years before that, then another five or 10 years before that, until you get back to childhood, allowing images and memories to naturally come up. Your time in the womb. Imagine your personal experience of being in your mother's womb. Some say your actual experience in the womb is imprinted in your psyche and your body. I don't know about that, but for this exercise, the goal is to allow your imagination to take you back to the womb symbolically. Notice what feelings, memories, and thoughts come up. Do you feel all cozy and safe, or are you suffocating? What are you aware of? Before the womb. Imagine time before the womb, before you were conceived. Your ego is really going to try to stop you from doing this. Nothing about this exercise is to be taken literally. This is about harnessing a wisdom that cannot be accessed by your mind. Hang in there. Just try it. This experience helped me find more meaning in my dream council experience. Beyond helping me make sense of how I had showed up in my marriage, I began to feel called to explore the wounds that men and women carry because of generations of living under oppressive patriarchal systems. Journal about your experience and or draw it. Start with identifying all the different images, including your emotions, thoughts, and feelings. Then use the association's approach or another method to explore and find meaning in your experience. This chapter expanded on the use of active imagination, specifically the methods of dream tending, dream counsels, and past life regression. The methods that most challenge your ego, the ones you most want to label as silly or stupid, are the ones that are key to finding answers to those big life questions. These exercises require trust in ways of knowing that go beyond the rational intellect. My stories were meant to provide examples of how working with my unconscious generated insights that led to concrete changes in my life, changes that brought a new sense of purpose and unleashed a buried creative urge. I hope you enjoyed my reading of Chapter 18 and you're excited to try out Active Imagination. You can find many lessons on my YouTube channel, part of my Soul Talk 101 program. In one, I lead you through an Active Imagination exercise where you connect with your inner child. Another guides you through how to have a dialogue with anxiety and a longer one on exploring dreams. Enjoy. You can get there via my website, deborahlukovich.com. You can find more free content, follow me on Instagram, engage with my Twitter followers, and read some of my awkward short stories too. Thanks for listening and sharing with others who need my framework for self-reflection. Until next time. I'm your host, Deborah Lukovich, and you are listening to Dose of Depth Podcast. To get updates on new episodes, my writing, and how I teach my clients to get to know that deeper part of themselves, go to deboralukovich.com. Oh, and if you're not ready for a coach, learn what my clients know in my book, Your Soul is Talking, Are You Listening? Five Steps to Uncovering Your Hidden Purpose. You can check it out on my website or get it on Amazon.